0: Hello and welcome to the Learning to Mum podcast, a podcast dedicated to talking all things being a mum and all things being a female. The latter I feel much more qualified to talk about. I'm passionate about the honest accounts, the raw reality and all the highs and lows that come with motherhood. So welcome to this podcast hosted by me, Kelly Beaumont. I'm so grateful to have you listening to me today. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to series two, episode six of the Learning to Mum podcast. It's been a little while, as we anticipated it would be, but I was really keen to record this episode, kind of spur of the moment, actually. So it's bank holiday Monday, and this will be dropping into your listening on Friday. So relatively kind of recent in terms of recording and I'd actually recorded an episode hmm maybe a week and a half ago I think. I was really poorly when I recorded it and I had Ophelia in the background as well and when I re-listened to it, it was only a really short kind of Segment, and it was just going to be an episode focused on like being ill whilst having a baby, and I listened back to it, and it was just really painful to listen to, and I just I don't think you would have enjoyed it really, which I'm quite sad about because when I hit record on it, I was kind of signposting that I had Ophelia in the background background of. uh, recording and I literally said finish that sentence and she was like oh (laughs) yeah it was just like perfect perfect timing so I might try and um, trim that segment out of that recording and put it into this one somewhere maybe at the end just as a like I don't know little outtakes or something but I'm not typically fussy about how perfect an episode sounds I'm sure that goes without saying if you've been listening to these for some time you know I really just kind of record them in one take and put them out to the world and I'm sure for some people that might be frustrating for the people they might just completely relate that this this um podcast was never meant to be professional precise it was meant to be you know honest um reflective of my reality and quite frankly a nice to have in the kind of mum world as opposed to trying to make it just like yeah seamless because I just don't have the time to make it seamless and I didn't want this to ever turn into something that wasn't just a hobby or something that just felt you know like it, it just feels that because it's not Perfect, and because I don't commit to putting this out every week or whatever, that just works perfectly for where I'm at with things and what this podcast was always meant to be. Anyway, so it was nothing to do with that, but when I listened to it, I felt like there was no real purpose in what I was talking about. And again, I questioned whether that even mattered because even in the episode I was saying, you know. I don't have any advice. I just want to acknowledge how hard it is to be ill when being a parent and just give space to it. So, my purpose for recording it was all like for good reason, but just the way I was articulating it and the fact that Ophi was quite grumpy in the background, it just made for quite uncomfortable listening. And I thought, well, if I was listening to it, yeah, I'd get the, I'd get the message, but I'd probably switch off and if I was like going for a walk or listening to it in my car which I'm sure like people who listen to this do I wouldn't want it in my ears and therefore I'm not subjecting other people to that I can still talk about that in this episode and give space to it Without putting you through the pin of 15 minutes of Ophelia being a little bit whingy and me definitely being very <laughs> So and you can probably still hear it a little bit now in my sinuses I am still really kind of not bunged up like I can breathe relatively okay but you know when it just all sits in your sinuses and you can't talk properly I'm kind of still there but I don't feel ill anymore and I don't feel contagious anymore. I just feel like I'm recovering from a stint. And the reason I think it's lingered this time is because of exactly what I just said. Being a mum whilst being ill, I mean, that's just a whole other life to navigate. Because in ordinary life, when you're ill, you rest and you recover. And you just don't get that opportunity when you're a parent. You just, you just don't. You just have to kind of survive. And even if your partner kind of offers you some reprieve, you're still in the same house as this tiny little human who doesn't know version volume control, doesn't know, like, doesn't really care, <laughs> just exists and does whatever works for them. So I find it really difficult to psychologically switch off when Ophelia's in my presence, even if she's not in the same room, like if I can hear her, I find it really difficult to detach and I find it really difficult to like, segregate myself and really lean into relaxation. The only time I find I can truly relax is if Ophelia is somewhere else. Whether that's at nursery, whether that's with my mum, that's kind of the most that I can relax, to be honest. Like when she's with Charles, I can relax, but typically that means that I can't be at home, so I can't really truthfully relax. So I'm sure many people can relate, and many people I speak to do feel exactly the same way about this. So I'm just talking it out loud for anybody who's feeling a little bit and when I say "but," I just mean like a bit run down, just acknowledging that there's really good reasons why most of the time mums, dads, and other caregivers are often run down because as you all know we have just been a constant germ in this house since Ophelia started nursery in April and I keep reminding myself to be grateful of this because I know that it's building her immune system but I feel like my immune system doesn't need any more (laughs) building and yet and yet I feel like I'm constantly ill with her but it really got me this time like most of the time I just struggle with sleep or something not as intense but this time around it really got me I was really unwell sinus blockage like migrated to my ear the earache was just next level I was just really not in a good place and I typically can just put on a bit of a brave face and plod on But we had tickets to go and see Ricky Gervais, who is my absolute favourite, favourite, favourite. And I had to cancel. I had to give my ticket to somebody else. And Charles went with one of his friends. And that's when I knew I just had to lean into the fact that I just reached my limit. And luckily, because we were due to go see him, my mum had Ophelia overnight. So we kept that arrangement in place. I literally had from about two o'clock in the afternoon till two o'clock in the afternoon the following day. And it was exactly what I needed to properly start my recovery. Had that have not happened, I don't know how much longer it would have taken me to recover, but because I had that space, it just gave me exactly what I needed. So yeah, I'm not, as I said, I'm not coming on here with any tips as to what to do because quite frankly, I have no idea. I think survival is just a big part of, of getting through it but I just wanted to talk about it as a reality of what happens because it does happen we do get poorly with our children and you know you're trying to look after them but then you're also trying to not absolutely collapse yourself because your energy is at minus a thousand and you can't do anything to regain that energy and also I had no desire to eat well typically if I'm feeling a bit rubbish I will try and offset it with like good foundational practices whether that's Getting sleep, which, as I've just said, had to come by when you're looking after a child, or like nutrition, movement, getting outside like all the good practices, and I even couldn't accommodate them, and I knew that then like my only way to recover was to genuinely rest, and I needed to seek that out, so yeah oh what a what a time it was, so that's kind of what I was saying in a much longer episode in a much more distasteful manner, I was just not in a good headspace, and yeah, it was not what I wanted to put out into the world, but I did want to share the topic with you all. Now, what I did want to record and come on to this episode and talk about is something I was just thinking about when I was putting my lunch together downstairs, so I have had Ophelia independently for the last two days Charles has been working this weekend so it's just been me and the gal and we've we saw friends yesterday morning for a bit and we saw my mum a little about for an hour on Saturday afternoon um but in and around that it's just been me and Ophelia from when she wakes up around about half past six until Charles gets home from work at about six o'clock um and I just when I was making lunch today I just thought oh I really miss her today (laughs) and she's so she's with my mum today they've gone swimming Mondays are my mum and Ophelia days, which is lovely and typically I really look forward to moments of reprieve because well I was going to say I'm not working today but that's kind of a lie because I'm doing some preparation work for a program that I'm running so not completely true that I'm not working today but I'm doing it on my own terms in my own company at my own pace with no interruptions so you know that that's fine but I really look forward to these moments of like respite because I can tidy the house which I've done this morning and Hoover and dust and wipe the surfaces and as I said do my work but for some reason well not for some reason because I'm going to come on to what I want to talk about but yeah I was stood today and I just thought yeah really miss her today really really miss her and the truth is as Ophelia's getting older I am coming into my own as a (laughs) mum like I finally feel like I get it And you guys know from my last uh, episode that Ophelia is a year old. And I finally feel like I'm getting it a little bit. So I'm gonna pause there because I need to go and eat my lunch so that I don't like starve myself. (laughs) I'm very hungry, so I'm gonna go and eat my lunch and then I'm gonna come back and record what I wanna talk about in terms of like coming into my um, as a mum, a year later (laughs) and um, I hope that some people can relate so that I don't feel completely um, like I'm by myself in this situation. So what will be literally no time at all for you will be a full belly for me. So I will speak to you all in a little minute. Hello, I am back with a much fuller stomach, thankfully. Mm. so I was talking about (laughs) my advancement into um feeling that I am better equipped at being a mum now no look let me break down what it is that I'm actually trying to articulate so I think that One of the biggest shifts that I have seen, sorry, one of the biggest shifts that I have seen over the kind of last few months has been the time that I want to spend with Ophelia. And again, let me just kind of expand what I'm talking about, because I for so long questioned my relationship with Ophelia from really, really being young And I have spoken about it again quite openly on here around how um, sometimes I didn't know if I was feeling the things that I should be feeling because I didn't have that immediate connection and I struggled with my kind of baby blues and all of that kind of stuff feeds into you almost second-guessing everything that you think and feel as a parent. And you question if you're good enough, you question if... Um you're like worthy of your child, um not to any kind of ridiculous end, but just almost kind of thinking out loud or having this self doubt and questioning what that actually means and I sit back now, knowing that it doesn't mean anything or at least it didn't for me. It just meant that I like I do in everyday life, I don't just immediately bond with people, it takes me time to build up i don't know my trust or you know break down my walls or feel that I understand them or I mean there's a whole list of things that you know I I need to do when I meet a new person and whilst Ophelia didn't need to go through that same set of rigor that same set of rigor it it was inevitable that it would take me time to you know develop and forge a relationship with her I knew that I loved her and I knew that I wanted to like fiercely protect her and I knew that I wanted absolutely nobody to take away from me this precious girl, even though there was moments where I was really struggling. None of that, you know, came into question. But I did sometimes think, gosh, you know, will I ever have that mother-daughter bond that people talk about or that I know that I have with my mum? And it it kind of leads into this fear that maybe you're not cut out to be a mum and the reason now that I want to talk about where I'm at is because I recognize that there are certain points of parenting that some parents lean into more than they do others. And the more that I understand Ophelia and her little personality is coming through and, you know, she gets me and all of that good stuff the more I am just absolutely besotted and smitten with her. The feelings that I have developed over the kind of last few months and the joy that she brings me is different now. It is different. And whilst all of those things were true before, like I just said to you about being fiercely protective, loving her unconditionally, you know, all of those are the good things. Now it's just further compounded by just absolute joy every single day her personality her waking up on a morning and just yeah I mean I just I can't really do justice to how I feel about it but I just know that the newborn gooey um baby snuggle phase it just isn't it just isn't me it just isn't me okay I did it and I think I did the best that I could for Ophelia, and she was loved and kept safe and fed and clothed and kept warm and all of the things that, you know, are necessary to do. But I just never fully got the parenting of a tiny, tiny baby. It just, I don't know. (coughs) Excuse me. It just wasn't my. Like default setting, and maybe that's because you know I didn't really know what to expect, or whether it's just because that is how I am. I feel that as she's getting older and we can communicate, I just have a little best friend who I adore like, absolutely adore. She makes me laugh more than anybody. She is, oh just a joy to be around and I crave being a (laughs) mum I crave it not enough to make me want another one just before there's any doubt before anyone thinks I've changed my mind I certainly haven't it will just be Ophelia but yeah I feel differently now about being a mum and I wanted to share that and the reason that I wanted to share that is because not everybody is besotted with their child, the media, the, um, like as soon as they come into the world. Some people do take time and some people are on a journey for longer than a week or a month or a couple of months. It takes people a while and it took me a while. And none of that meant that I parented Ophelia differently to how I would want to. Like I look back on those early days. Me and Charles were talking about this the other day, and we were like, "Would we have done anything differently?" And we both sat there and were like, "No, like no, we we wouldn't have done because, she, you know, she's thriving. Everything that we did in those foundational settings have paved the way for who she is and what she's turned into. And there is not a single thing about Ophelia that I would want." to be different at all you know the, the, the personality that she have has is just what well, it just fills me with pride like absolute pride because she is happy and bubbly and like just ugh. anyway we're not going to turn this into or name all the characteristics you like about your daughter because much like every other parent the list would be endless but the point is And the point remains that parenting, motherhood, for me, has solidified over time. And dare I say it, got better over time. I enjoy every moment now. Even when her naps don't last a long time, that used to just freak me out. Because we needed a routine and we needed the structure. And when those things like flew off course, I'd be like god's sake oh my god this is so stressful Uh. and now I'm like cool all right up you get like fine whatever and of course like it's still frustrating but I just let it frustrate me far less and I think that that's a blend of maturing into motherhood and realizing that you can't be in control but also realizing that if she doesn't have enough sleep she's gonna survive through and it'll be okay so yeah I wanted to put that out into the world so that anybody who feels the same as me um, can nod along. And anybody who's in those early stages of motherhood who might be secretly containing that they're not feeling as smitten as they perhaps anticipated they would, I want to reassure you that it changed for me and it took time, it didn't happen overnight, but it it evolved. And now, I mean, goodness me, goodness me, um. yeah <laughs> just I can't I can't articulate how being a mum to that girl makes me feel but I'm hoping it's coming through in how I'm saying it as opposed to what I'm saying so yeah that's what I wanted to talk about today my maturity into motherhood and my absolute like joy that I can look back and see how this has, like, evolved, see how this has changed and see that me in those early days was not the, the the pathway to forever. Like, I'm sure I have some form of, like, post-traumatic stress from, like, the early stages of motherhood because it was such a transition for me and it was such a shock, to be completely honest. Like, it just wasn't as I anticipated. And I look back and probably feel a little bit like, oh... And maybe that contributes to not wanting to be a mum again, but I mean, I never really wanted to be a mum to more than one anyway, so (laughs) I'm not sure it is that reason. But I don't always look back at those times favourably. I do look back at them and think that showed me so much about myself. And as I said, it paved the way for where we're at today. But for anybody who's experiencing that, just know what you feel today does not have to be how you feel in the future and if you feel like you can't navigate through it now just let time be the amazing thing that it is and let it do what it needs to do and you will come through the other side and you will reflect retrospectively and acknowledge that time in your life but whatever you're feeling like decide whether you need to talk to somebody because I find containing it actually sometimes exacerbates how you're feeling as I've spoken about again so openly on these episodes that just sharing it with other people can make such a big difference so yeah mamas I'm sharing this with you to acknowledge reality in my world and reassure anybody who feels the same that it's normal to feel like this doesn't make you a bad mum, doesn't make you a bad parent doesn't make you a bad caregiver just makes you human it just means that you know your journey is slightly different to somebody else and nobody gets to define what good looks like other than making sure that that baby is loved so as I always say if that's all you've got in your armor today if that's all you can give that's enough that's okay you know it's absolutely fine and then you just wait until they can do all fun stuff when they're a bit older and it just gets better from here and I'm under no illusion that I'll be recording an episode in due course to say how much her intense personality has paid me off or we've hit the terrible twos and guess what they're a reality or whatever else comes along the way I'm not naively sat here saying that you know we won't be sharing a different journey in a few weeks time but I am sat here just kind of absorbing the here and now appreciating this time in her journey and reassuring other people out there um, for anybody who needs to hear it so that's what I wanted to talk about on this week's episode showed episode short and sweet and hopefully to the point I'm not sure what the next episode will be on because we just don't work like that anymore we just go with the flow because as we know motherhood is just about constant learning so the next thing that I learn or the next thing that I experience I'll be sure to leap you in and give you that update and until we speak again I hope that you're all doing well I'm sending you lots of love and um a a glass of wine if you need it because sometimes that's a a great a great option but uh yeah you're doing good and if that's if if you need to hear it from anybody just know that um, bad days don't last and the years are no the days are long the years are short grr you used to pee me off when people said that but it's so true so I am sending you all lots of love and I will speak to you soon hopefully. thanks for listening <music> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Learning to Mum podcast. I hope you found it somewhat insightful or it gave you a little bit of insight into the reality of being a mum. You might be able to hear Ophelia in the background saying goodbye too. If you want to hit subscribe, that would be really appreciated. And it'll mean that as new episodes are launched, they'll drop straight into your preferred listening. So... I'll see you all next week. Have a good one. Bye.